1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jamie D. and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico, he's Big Chris Newton, we are coming back at you yet again through Buffalo Rumblings, and we come at you every dang week. How you doing after your Thanksgiving, my big friend?
0: Well, since you asked me about Thanksgiving, I mean, that was positive, being around family and loved ones, but I ain't doing too good today, man, it's... I'm glad we record on Tuesday afternoon for the Wednesday release, because uh, not only did we lose to White in our victory over the Saints, but I also, as a Notre Dame fan, lost Brian
1: Kelly yesterday to LSU. So I'm not feeling too good right now. Damn, buddy. Yeah. Once upon a time, nobody would have ever given up a job at Notre Dame for a job in the SEC. And now... It's all about the Benjamins, isn't it?
0: Yeah, he has ninety five million reasons to leave, and I get it. He's older. You know, he's like sixty years old. So he'll, this'll be his final gig. So I, I understand. And on the positive note, I've been talking to a bunch of my uh Irish brethren uh last night and this morning. I look at the bright side. I I hope it's a situation like when Georgia got rid of Kirby, uh got rid of uh Mark Rick and got Kirby Smart to where Mark Rick averaged 10 wins a year. He was doing fine, but they just needed to shake it up and get mm-hmm. somebody to take them to another level. So hopefully our next hire takes it. Uh, what Brian Kelly has done, and he's done a tremendous job. 10 wins a year for the last six years. You can't ask for anything more. Um, but hopefully we get somebody who could maybe take us to a championship level.
1: Hey, man, that would be good. The loss of Trey White is something that definitely stung me. Um And we are going to talk about, very briefly, about the Bills just curb-stomping the Saints. We're definitely going to talk more about the Trey White injury, how it affects the Bills going forward, and a very big divisional game coming up on Monday night in front of the national audience. But I wanted to tell you a story, buddy. Please do. I'm all ears. About an 8-year-old that is now a fan of ours. What? So... Max, Max is the son of my wife's childhood best friend, and they live in Erie, Pennsylvania. And when they were driving through Buffalo, uh, it was explained to him that I have a podcast along with you. And two weeks prior, he had gone to his first ever professional football game. He saw the Browns play, and his father is a Browns fan. And they listened to our show as they were driving through as they were driving through the Buffalo area, at least. They listen to the show as long as Shannon could tolerate hearing us talk about football. Yeah, not, not a Bills fan. Let's put it right. that way. I got it. Well, Max, I, I think he ended up um, a little starstruck. Hey, I know this guy. He has a podcast. We can listen to him on Spotify. He thought that was really cool. Well, when we all met up in Western Massachusetts, I happened to have my podcast equipment. With me, and when I was with Max, we recorded his first Cleveland Browns podcast together. Oh, nice, yeah, and he was good. He was asking me all kinds of questions about the podcast itself. He, I mean, questions like, Hey, how do you fit the music into it? and um, how do you get it on Spotify? and the best question of all. How do you know what to talk about? Those are all very good questions. Good job, Max. Especially coming from an eight-year-old. So Max is my new podcast buddy. You know, I'm not leaving this show or my other one, Believe, But, you know, if Max ever wants to do another Cleveland Browns podcast, I'm doing it with him.
0: Hey now, Max, you can't come you can't take my host, man. Now hold on, you're gonna leave me unemployed, so hold on now. You <laughs> mess with my money. No. <laughs> good job, Max, man. That's good stuff.
1: Yeah. Now, um, I did want to briefly touch on our uh, our podcast from last week in which we discussed the potential for there being some oh probably maybe some angst within the Bills locker room regarding people that didn't necessarily agree with each other over COVID. And we got a lot of love for our thoughts on that. And I do want to give it a shout out uh, to Joe Goho, who was very effusive in his praise. Joe, thank you so much for listening. And thank you for the kind words. Being that we do this really as a hobby, it really kind of feels good when you know people are actually listening and thinking about what you have to say i know your friends listen to you all the time my i'm not so lucky
0: yeah and i and i invited man And if you disagree with us hit us up man you know i mean we have uh bills backers in dc to listen to us and they were like no nah, chris i believe this. that i mean it, that's that's our society man i'm gonna have an opinion you gonna have an opinion my opinion is no more it more important than yours, just because we got a pod, and I think the guys on ESPN ain't no more important in our opinion. So I'm all for it as long as we can be respectful.
1: Absolutely i I've had a few conversations with people on Twitter that have vehemently disagreed with me on a couple of things, and um, you know it's fine because it's sports. And I mean, if if you're if you're in a state of conjecture about things, I mean. Conjecture is neither right nor wrong. You you're making your best guess. So if if you feel differently, we're I, I, I can promise the listeners this: we will always be civil with you, right? And I know not everybody's that way.
0: Exactly. Like if we had a ra- I wish we because a lot of people were like Hey, can we call in?" I'm like, it's not a radio show; it's a podcast. So and like a lot of people don't understand like the differences and the similarities. But I mean, I if we I would always like to think and you and I've talked about this before. Some people have radio shows on WGR. I'm not going to name people, but on WGR, who I'm sure we all listen to, and they hang up on people. They demoralize people, and I I never got that. Like, I don't care if you call me drunk. As long as you don't call me out my name or talk about my mom, I'm cool with it. Like- (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you can have your opinion. I get it, man. When you you went to the game and spent your money and you pissed off and you called me afterwards, I expect for you to be mad. Josh Allen sucks. McDermott needs to be fair. I get it. I don't agree, but I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would never hang up for you, but, I mean, what do I know? I, we just have a pod, so.
1: <laughs> okay. Now let's go back to football. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving evening. Just, I mean, mopped the floors with a very injured Saints team. And they looked good doing it. At Oliver stood out. Um, the offensive line is playing a bit differently than they had previously, even though they've still got some injuries there. Sum it up. What was your take on that game, not including the injury to Trey White? We went down there and we
0: monkey-stopped them like we were supposed to. Mm-hmm. and we faced a backup quarterback and we made him feel like a backup quarterback um, I, I with their injury report I knew we'd go down there and take care of business I I, I wasn't really worried about it um, I quickly moved on from it besides the injury obviously like I said I have a lot of friends down there and I you know they're like oh well I wish we would have had our full roster and it would have been a better game and I'm like well hold, hold on now don't, don't you know just take the loss and shake my hand. I'm saying good game. Now, if you want to talk, I'm gonna talk back <laughs> to you a little bit because I yeah, you ain't got your starting quarterback, and you didn't have your starting receiver and your starting uh, running back. But we still hung 30 points, and I saw Cameron Jordan out there. I saw Kewan Alexander, Demario Davis, I seen uh, I seen my boy uh Stefan Diggs. Route up Lattimore, who's like an All Pro Pro Bowl player. Mm-hmm. So don't don't act like that now. Like, <laughs> yeah, like your defense was out there. All your whole defense was out there, except for uh Davenport. And to tell you the truth, I, don't, I mean Davenport's okay, I guess. But you had Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins, Marshawn Lattimore. Your defense was out there. We still hung thirty on you. So, be be respectful. Just take this L, and yeah, I shake your hand, you shake my hand, we walk our ways.
1: I I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. I know, as Bills fans, we don't always take losses gracefully. I, I was psychologically tortured by the loss to the Jags, but right. <laughs> there weren't really any excuses coming from us. Like, yeah, we we know that the offensive line is in flux, but... That doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to beat a one win team. So I agree, I, but I'm you
0: can But at the same time, you can't talk to a Jags fan and be like, "Oh, this, that, and the other." I mean, you just got to take your L. You got to eat it and get ready for the following week. Mm-hmm. You know, it was no excuses where you know, and I and I get it. I'm not knocking them. I mean, you're mad, but. Yeah, I mean, and I told him all like your defense was out there. He's like, well, your defense can't hold them the whole time. At halftime, it was ten zero, and I'm like, yeah, that's true. And we can't win in and half. Uh, after halftime, ran out three straight. So, yeah, I mean, you a defense can only hold up so long. And I guess I would understand the injury thing if it was like fourteen to seven or ten to six or something like that. You could use that argument. You needed more offense, but. I mean we ran through them like a wet paper rag, you know, towards the end. So we did what we were supposed to do, and now we turn the page and moving over to New England.
1: Before we get to New England, let let's discuss the Trey White injury because it happened in the last game and Well, hold on now. Wait a minute. I don't want to talk about Trey White yet.
0: <laughs> I want to talk about this game a little bit more. Cause it's some I know the game was five, six days ago. It's old news, but We talked about some of the keys to the game, and they kind of came true. So, before we get into negative stuff, I do want to be a little positive. Okay. Matt Matt Breida, bro, Mm -hmm. we are a different team. Like, he only rushed for 26 yards on nine carries. But that first half, like, to me, Singletary wound up with 44 yards, 15 carries. I feel like Breida being in there made Singletary better. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? did did you get that? I mean, did you get that feel watching the game at high flow? Because I feel like Breeder was he was ripping off five six yard runs until he had the uh, mishap. I believe it was in the second quarter um, where he went the wrong way, and then yeah. we didn't see him for like two whole quarters. Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah,
1: and then when he got back in, he didn't do much.
0: Exactly, he was. He ended up the only long.
1: averaging two point nine yards a
0: carry. Exactly. But when he was hot, man, I'm like, ride the high hand. And then when single carry uh, came in, he was running off. And then by the time Brady came back, and you're right, he didn't do much. But, I mean, those first couple of quarters, man, I was like, oh,
1: my God, start this kid. Why don't you? We're a different team, bro. So is it the running back's performance or is it the change in the blocking scheme? Because I don't know if you've noticed this, but over the past couple of weeks, the Bills have ditched the zone blocking, which they're decidedly not built for with their personnel. And they've turned over to an outside pull blocking scheme, which is where Mitch Morris is at his absolute best. Getting to the outside, um, running sweeps, things of that nature. Matt Breida is certainly built for that. And two years ago, that is where Devin Singletary made his money. On the field, so do you think it's the running backs, or do you think it's a combination of those two things?
0: I think it's a combination of both. It's like the truth. The truth is usually you know somewhere in the middle. I think mm-hmm. it's a combination of both. But my thing is, whatever it is, we need to stick to this. Obviously, the blocking scheme and riding Breida a little bit more. You know, mm-hmm. so that looked like a nice tandem against a good run defense in the New Orleans Saints. It was a good front. So I want to see more of Breed. Well, definitely this uh, Monday night, I want to see Breida and Singletary.
1: And I'm not trying to take anything away from Breida because speed makes a difference. Speed makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Like those, a couple of those six-yard runs probably would have been a two-yard run if he couldn't get to the corner as quickly as he did. Right. loved, Loved seeing it. Loved seeing the productivity. It really, okay, It really makes me miss Shady McCoy. Oh, I miss Shady so much. I mean, that guy had a set of wheels on him, and it didn't matter if defenders had an angle. He could bounce it outside. Even when the blocking was breaking down, he could just make things happen all by himself. And if he wasn't sort of a head case and had stayed on a good team his whole career, we might be talking about Shady McCoy as like a future Hall of Famer. Although when he fell off the cliff performance-wise, like, he really fell off.
0: Yeah. When he fell off, he fell off dramatically. And I'm still beating the drum for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he. he. when you're, I feel like if you're an all-time lead rusher, he got two Super Bowls. He didn't play in none of them, but he got (laughs) two Super Bowls. All-time lead rusher. I mean,
1: I would love for him to get in. So, speaking of former Philadelphia Eagles who is better, him or Brian Westbrook?
0: Ooh, Brian Westbrook is good. Yeah. Without looking at any stats, just off the top of my head. You hit me with, I would probably say shady.
1: Okay. I was thinking that too, but I haven't looked at the stats, and I feel like it might be recency bias on my part, but I don't know.
0: Well, we have to look up the stats. Yeah. I would just off the top of my head, from what I remember of them playing, I would probably say Shady.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And anyway.
0: Then you talk about speed. What about my boy Stevenson, man?
1: <laughs> I'm not confident in him at all. Okay. He took a couple of big hits, he fumbled his first punt return. I think that this was just a wake up call to Isaiah McKenzie and. Mackenzie's gonna be back out there in the next game.
0: Almost 10 yards of return, man. You can't stake a stick at that. So, I mean, I think we got two good ones. I agree. This might have just been the uh, you know, rattle uh McKenzie tree a little bit. Like, hey, you can't be fumbling the ball. But if we do go with Stevenson, he's younger and this dude got a ton of speed. So He does. You know, I, I wouldn't be mad if we if he if he plays Monday, I won't be mad.
1: I, I don't think I will either. I'm interested to see what he can do, although I'm not sure I want to experiment with it against the Patriots.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah.
1: That's fair. Uh, although every time McKenzie touches the ball, it's an adventure too. So I, I don't know. You keep talking about missing Andre Roberts, and I'm there we, with you. We should have paid him, man. We should have Ugh. paid him. But we
0: we had to we had to move on regardless. And once again, once you start paying these salaries, then we got to cut costs in every corner. So we had to go younger. So, I, I mean,
1: I get it. You know. hmm Are you ready to talk about bad news, though? Uh,
0: no, I want to talk about Poyer for Pro Bowl. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
1: come on. You're avoiding the inevitable, my friend. Hey, hey and
0: also, <laughs> hey, Josh. All right, I am trying to stay positive. You know, the first, you know, segment, I'm trying to stay positive as much as I can before we get negative. Josh yep. Allen, man, wonderful game. About 300 yards of office, four TDs, had two picks. I'll say only one was really his. Yep. Uh, 75 QBR. I mean, he, he had a good game on National TV. He I'm did. Happy for him.
1: He just needs to clean up those stupid picks where he floats the ball down the field, which he's been doing over the past few games, and we've got our old Josh Allen back.
0: Yeah, man, national TV, man. Hey, he put hey he put a feather in his cap, so hopefully he could replicate it on uh, Monday night.
1: He tends to play well on nationally televised games,
0: right? So I mean, yeah. he's still in the MVP conversation. He go out and have a uh, you know big game on Monday night. What about the games give flex? Buffalo didn't have any games give flex. What's up with that?
1: Well, I think you kind of have to look at who the uh, who the opponents are.
0: Mm, I got you
1: know you. they've got you know they got the Bucks, which will be televised, and then you've got the Panthers, the Patriots, and then we're looking at what the
0: Jets and then the, the Jets and Falcons.
1: Yeah. Nobody wants to see the Falcons or the Jets. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, the, the the second Patriots game might get flexed, right?
0: I thought they already flexed that weekend. Hold on. Oh, did they? They might have. I saw Sal before we got on. He had tweeted week 15, 16 got flexed, I think.
1: Oh, okay. But
0: But hopefully that'll be a good one.
1: How do they compensate for the loss of Trey White?
0: If you follow me on Twitter, man, Circle the White Wagons podcast, I retweeted what they podcast. So, you, I mean, what they tweeted. Um, you, we all know I'm a big Marvel's uh, nerd. So, and I retweeted it. it. And real quick, I know you don't watch Marvel movies, but uh, Thanos' uh, daughter, Kamora. He had to sacrifice her for the Soul Stone to get the affinity Stones. So when he did it, he had to essentially kill her. You had to trade something you love for the Soul Stone. So when he did it, he had a uh, young Kamora come in the Soul Stone and ask him, you know, did you do it? And he said, yes. And then she says, what did it cost? And he said, everything. And so Circle of Wagons used that meme and said, did you beat the Saints? And he said, yes. What did it cost you? It cost me Trey White. And that's Mm -hmm. literally how I felt. (sighs) He, In my opinion, he's our second best player. Mm -hmm. Only person I would hate to lose for the year is Josh Allen. Next would be Trey White and what he brings to our defense. I feel like I don't know if we could replicate what he does. We could cover some things up. We could play a lot of zone. And I, we might be able to get by the Patriots with this. I don't see how we cover the receivers Tampa Bay has,
1: because they that have three great receivers. That was my concern, my friend.
0: Okay, so I, I, I believe in our defensive coordinator. I believe in McDermott. I just, I don't know how we get past this with the same expectations. Along with the COVID things, this is a big blow. And once again. You all might not like this, but it's more that has to fall on the offense. This is more that has to fall on our running game and Josh Allen when you lose somebody of that caliber. Mm-hmm. Right now, our defense is still number one in the league. Can we sustain that? We probably can the rest of the year with – we can finish the year being the number one defense, I think, with because we play the uh, New England twice. But we still got the Jets. We got. To, I'm not worried about Atlanta. And I'm not worried about Carolina now with or without Cam Newton and McCaffrey's out for the rest of the year. So I'm not worried about them. So even if New England tears us apart, our defense can still hold that statistical category
1: mm-hmm. or that,
0: that statistical ranking. So to, anyway, I'm being long-winded. Just to answer your question, I just think we're going to have to have more from Josh Allen and have to have more from our running game. I think Sal Capaccio tweeted our ranking. Um, let me look at it real quick. I think I think we are in rushing. Rushing yards per play, ninth. Rushing yards per game, 11th. So if we we need to go from a top 11, 12 rushing offense, the next couple of weeks being top five. And I need MVP Josh Allen. If
1: mm-hmm. we could
0: do that, then I think that could cover up the loss of Trey White.
1: And this goes back to something we've been talking about since the offseason. And we're not the only people to discuss it, which is what in the world was Bean doing by not adding more cornerback depth to this team? Yes. What in the world are they doing going with Dane Jackson as the primary backup, who, while he has talent doesn't have really any experience at all, and has shown that he's very inconsistent, even against the Saints. He was letting receivers get behind him, and the Bills' defense is predicated on not allowing receivers to get behind the defense. Right. If this blows up in their face, I think Bean is going to have a lot of answering to do. And here we are going up against the Patriots, on Monday night, and they have a tall wide receiver core. They don't have anybody under six feet, and they have a couple guys that are six one and Nikhil Harry, who's six four. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are big dudes, and the big dudes are always what has given Levi Wallace a hard time. And Wallace is now the number one corner.
0: And it doesn't help that we lost uh, Wild Goose what two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. like he would have provided wonderful depth. I mean, I agree. I mean, Brandon Bean, yeah, if we if we if we don't meet our expectations, he will, you know, get a little heat during the offseason cuz it will fall at his feet uh the way he constructed the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's still up in the air. I think we can fix it. It's just gonna fall more on the shoulders of other people. Can that happen? Yes. Do I think our season's just over? I don't think that. I don't, no, I don't honestly think so. I don't think it's over. Um, I just think the Patriots game more than anything, this provides an opportunity for us Monday on national stage to still have things in our own hands. Mm-hmm. We're still the mass of our face right now. Now, if we lose it, because I've heard people on Sal's show calling in um, the morning after, and they were like, this is a must win. This is the biggest game that we had in the last six, seven years. And I'm like, and I agree with Sal. I don't agree with that. The biggest game we had was Baltimore, or not Baltimore, but um, Kansas City in the playoffs. Mm. And the biggest wins are Indianapolis and Baltimore. So I don't agree with that because we can still recover from us losing this. But we're just being more of a pickle, more of a pickle than what we already are. So
1: I think this injury makes a bigger difference against the Bucks than it does the Patriots. I agree. It, in fact, I will go as far as to say that without Trey White, the Bills can't beat Tampa. Yeah, they they just cannot match up with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. They're they're too good. I wouldn't say can't, but I wouldn't pick us to win that game.
0: Because if 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 Brady plays like he played against uh Washington football team when they won a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Then, I mean, you, you, you're you looking at it. If we play our best, they play their best. Then, yes. But sometimes, you, once again, you have stinkers. So what if we go down there and they take us lightly and we punch them in the mouth? That's very well can happen. But, yes, I agree with you. Them at their best and us at our best, we
1: will not beat them. And the other thing, the Bills are coming off a short week going yep. into that game. You're right. You'll be at that game. That's what I was going to say. Of course, this happens, and yes, I'm on, on my way to Florida to see that game <laughs> in a week. <laughs> uh, It'd be good weather. So check this out. The Patriots are eight and four. the bills are seven and four. So they're about 30 percentage points apart. The Patriots are leading the NFL in point differential with 146. The bills are second in point differential with 144, two points off. The Bills and Patriots are both averaging about 113 rushing yards a game. This looks like an even matchup, doesn't it? It does. And that's why everybody's pumping up as a collision
0: course, man. I mean, we're very similar. Uh, We started off hot and then kind of went, you know, back and forth with wins and losses. They started the season back and forth and won the last six. So now they're hot. We're Mm -hmm. very similar statistically. One thing I'll give us though, we have a seasoned quarterback and they have a rookie quarterback. So hopefully we could devise some schemes and a game plan to where we make him feel like a rookie quarterback.
1: Yes. And they started the season two and four with losses to the Dolphins, Saints, Bucks, and Cowboys. And that loss to the Cowboys was overtime. The loss to the Bucks was by two points. The loss of the Dolphins was by one. And they have the last six games, they've beaten the Jets, Chargers, Panthers, Browns, Falcons, and Titans. And I'm seeing people on Twitter talking about that saying, well, they didn't beat anyone. I mean, Tennessee had a bunch of injuries and uh, guys, they beat better teams than the Bills have beat this year in, in their last six games. And even if you say they
0: ain't beat nobody, they mocky stomped in them wins too. They're like us. When we win, we mocky stomp people.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the only close one was beating the Chargers by by three. by three. But I mean, they're running up the score on teams.
0: Yeah. So if you the say score. they bad, yeah, that's fine. They bad, but they mocky stomping people like they scrubs too, so you can't look at that. I think right. it's going to be a good game, man. It's going to be a hard-fought hard, hard game. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. Monday night, man, it's going to be wonderful.
1: The Patriots were left for dead after last season, and I understand why, but what people have to understand is they had six players opt out because of COVID. They had no quarterback last season, and they also took their medicine when it came to the salary cap. That salary cap was entirely cleared out this season. They got a rookie quarterback who is exceeding expectations, and they brought in a ton of good free agents. And oh, look, they very quietly built the best offensive line in football. This is a good team. I'm not on the Mac Jones hype wagon the way some are, the way some are saying that he might be the best rookie quarterback we've ever seen. How do you feel about that? I think he's playing very
0: well. I give him all the props in the world. I, but it, if you ask me about the – it's more about the situation. I love what they're doing over there for them. It's unbelievable. Um, I wish our – you, you people might not like this. That's just the way I am as a competitor. I could lose to somebody and shake their hand and be like, hey, you're better than me. Like mm-hmm. I always said before, you know my personality. When New England was whooping us for 20 years, I'm not mad at Tom Brady. I'm mad at us. We got to get it right. They get it right. So, but I understand some fans aren't like that. You know, some fans are, you know, hey, F them no matter what. I hate them. They suck. No, they don't suck. You sound crazy. They're very good, and I wish I was them. You know what I'm saying? So, but I get it. Some people rep what they, you know, some people rep their team and they only know their things. Like with people with parents with kids. My kid is the greatest no matter what. Hey, I get it. No, that ain't me. I tell my kids, you ain't nothing. Suck it up and get back. Like, but that's just me. I'm a Midwest (laughs) kid. That's how I am. So.
1: Uh, the mean streets of East St. Louis. I've been to East St. Louis, but I'm not from East St. Louis, okay? Oh, that's right.
0: (laughs) You're from Ferguson, right? Uh, close to it. I grew up in Jennings, Missouri. Okay, um, but not far from Ferguson. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I just look at it more so as us. Like we can't let a rookie quarterback come in and start this dominance. You know, we need to, it. Got to be a couple of years where New England sucks, so we have to put them in their place. I mean, so once and once again, I'm more so than me being mad at them. I'm mad at Stolarz. Tula, Lake. get out there and play. I'm mm-hmm. hearing he's supposed to be playing, like, get, be full on board trying to win, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm
1: more mad at him than I would be mad at them. I hear you. I, <laughs> yes. I, usually when you lose a game, I, I know people love to point at the refs, but like I've always said, you have to take the refs out of the game. You know New England is going to get the calls because they always do take the refs out of the game. The other thing I want to look at when it comes to, uh, when it comes to new England, and this is the, the place where the game could be won or lost by the Buffalo bills. They have put together an outstanding offensive line and you bring up star. What is going to happen against the bills defensive line? Can they come alive? Can they put pressure on Mac Jones? To me, That's what's going to make the game, because we know that on the back end of the defense, Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott are incredible at disguising their coverages and confusing the hell out of rookie quarterbacks. Rookie quarterbacks are terrible against the Bills' defense and have been since McDermott and Frazier arrived, and you know Belichick is going to have them ready, but they're still going to throw things at Jones that he has never seen before.
0: Yeah, that's our calling card. So hopefully that happens. As far as our defensive front is concerned, and you mentioned that earlier, you took one, you took my thunder with this. We wanted to talk about Ed Oliver. Mm. He's playing wonderfully right now. So what I want to see is is he playing good like that? Because Star's not in, can we get good play from him and Star? That's what I'm eager to see. And if we do that once again, it goes back to what we said 15 minutes ago. We when we lose Trey White, we need others to pull more weight. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he can continue his good play. Star could come back. We got Edmonds, so hopefully they could play well and, and stymie that offense. And like you said, make him feel like a rookie quarterback.
1: That's that's the key to winning, I think.
0: My question, what I was going to ask you though, is I wrote down in my notes: Do you agree that Ed Oliver has been playing well?
1: I am. Um... It's hard to tell with defensive tackles because they don't make a lot of splash plays, and he did make some. Uh, I would say, based on what I'm seeing, it seems like he's doing a good job. Against the Colts, he was getting pushed backward three yards off the line of scrimmage. That's not good, but that's not really his game either to take on you know double team blocks and, and stuff like that. For what they need him for, which is to be a disruptor, That seems to be what he's doing well, although at times he does run himself past the play, which you don't necessarily want. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, my next question, my follow-up question is, do you think he's going to be a casualty of the salary cap? Do you pay an Ed Oliver? That that was going to be my, my question.
1: That is such a difficult question. And I hate to I would, hit
0: you with that when we talk about this enough. I just want your instant I, analysis and reaction.
1: Well, I've thought about this. Okay. And I would try to do everything in my power to sign him to an extension that is going to be a smaller dollar amount than the fifth-year option that he would be up for. Okay. Right now, I think the fifth year option would come in at, don't quote me on this, but I think it's going to come in at around 10 or $12 million. I think he's more of like an $8 million player. Gotcha.
0: Okay. So you'll offer him something less. All right. And see if he takes less money. Like Matt Milano. Matt Milano could have got more money in the open market. So he could but have. He, he took less money to stay at Buffalo. I definitely agree with you. Uh, I'm not going to break the bank for Ed Oliver. I know it was important for uh, Brandon Bean to try to keep guys that he uh, drafted,
1: but we can't overspend on that. So Well, you also can't keep everyone. right? If you look at the Ravens, they churn through their roster pretty quickly because they draft guys who perform well and then let them leave as a free agent, but they seem to do really well in finding depth and free agent signings and draft picks that can step up and play well in their absence. I don't know that they're missing Matt Judon too much. Mhm. Yeah. And that's that's sustainable. You know what that is? That's the Los Angeles Dodgers. That is the Tampa Bay Rays. That is the Boston Red Sox to a large Pittsburgh degree. Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, yeah. that's what you that's what you aim to become is able to have the next man up because you're so good at developing your own players. Right. And good drafting. Yeah. Well, you know, is drafting is, there's two sides to it though. There's selecting the right player and then there is developing the player that you drafted. Right. And you really can't be successful without having both aspects to it.
0: Right. It all works uh, hand in hand. So I definitely agree. Let me ask you another question. Please. Do you think there's someone out on the street that can help us at cornerback?
1: Yes. There's got to be. There's got to be somebody out there who at minimum is experienced enough that they can play the complex coverages that the Bills run. I don't think I'm comfortable seeing Sir Neal and Cam Lewis on the field.
0: So you would think that it's somebody at home that's better than – those guys
1: i think you can do better than saran neal in coverage anyway
0: yeah i'm eager to see it's like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago i'm eager to see are we just gonna like we did a trade deadline and we gonna stand pat and be like hey we're rolling with this like we're good enough or are we gonna go out there and try to find somebody i know i know the uh the logical thinking is that if somebody was at home, well, if somebody's good enough to play, they wouldn't be at home. I, I, I'm i not going to necessarily say that because Cam Newton was at home, and I think Cam Newton was good enough to be in the league. I'm not saying he's a starting quarterback anymore because um, he got pulled. They got drugged by uh, Miami Sunday, and he got pulled. I'm not saying he's a starter, but he's definitely good enough to be in the NFL. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think he's, he should
1: retire. I think good. he should well, be ashamed of himself.
0: Well, you're saying that because you don't feel like he went from it's like what you said before. It, he went from MVP to out the league in like three years because of his injury. Like he's not the same guy. But the only thing is, when you're the backup quarterback, you can't be you know doing the high stepping. You you got to be quiet. You got to hold the clipboard. You got to be like you're not in the room. And it's hard for Cam Newton not to be in a room. That's why guys like him go from superstar to out the league so quickly.
1: Yeah, but, you know, he was also five for 21 with a quarterback rating of 5.8. And you would have a quarterback rating of 38 if you just spiked the ball into the ground on every dropback.
0: Man, Jeff tools in the league, bro. No, <laughs>
1: I just want to say that. I just Even Nathan that. Peterman's out of the league. Nathan <laughs>
0: Peterman just got out of the league like last week, bro. Come on now. <laughs> he just got he just got cut like last week.
1: Ah, uh, I'm so glad that <laughs> the Bills are no longer putting guys out on the field that. Literally, nobody will pick up after right. the Bills let them go.
0: Exactly.
1: Jeez, a rule. <laughs> that is so funny. So, do the Bills win this one, do you think? You want, you want realistic
0: Reggie? Of course, I want realistic Reggie. I hope we win. I, I just don't see it. You don't see it? No. I hope so. I mean, the only like you, we we said it already, I, if Josh Allen plays well on national TV. That's a feather in our cap, but I I don't see it. I could just see us. I hope so, but I, if I if I had to bet my money, I bet we're. Going to, I'm being honest. I'm sorry, y'all, but yeah, if I had to bet money, I would bet this would be a loss.
1: Well, if the Bills don't beat the Patriots twice. They're going to have a very hard time winning the division, and I think they know that their backs are up against the wall. So I think that they're going to figure out uh, a way of pulling this game out.
0: Okay. See, I'm being like Jared.
1: I'm like, yeah, we're going to lose, and then it'll be we win. You know? Oh, I don't actually think they're going to win. I'm just saying it because I don't want to sound like a hoser. <laughs>
0: look, how, <laughs> look, how you, look, how you said that, bro. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I'm not saying all that. <laughs> I don't really think they're gonna win. I'm just, you know, yeah, yeah. Bills mafia, man. I, I. Does that make does that make us less of a fan? You think people gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh, they're not
1: real Bills fans." Like, well, yeah, people are going to say that, but you don't have to be. You you certainly don't have to be delusional to be a fan, and it's okay to think that your team is going to lose, based on the evidence that you see. I mean. You root for them to win, and if they don't, okay. But if they do, then you know it's a it's a pleasant surprise. That's being a natural pessimist. That's how I roll is always thinking that the worst is going to happen when it comes to my sports teams, and then I'm thrilled when something good comes. So it's really like a way of managing my own expectations right. so that I'm a happier person. And
0: so I'm happy. I'm not going to be pissed off. But if we win, if we win, I'll be a study. But then you just got the only downside of that. You got to listen to people like, oh, yeah, you're, you're an idiot. You don't know what you, you're you talking about. You said we were going to lose. And I get it. i am be like, hey, man, I was wrong. Like, I'm not always right. If I was always right, I'd probably be a millionaire. I probably wouldn't even be doing this podcast.
1: I'm not going to name names, but there was a woman that we watched football with for years who, during the drought, was like, Bills are going 12 and four. They're going to Super Bowl. And I've been like, I think they're going four and 12. Or I think they're going six and 10. And like every year, I was much closer than she was. And she's like, Yeah, but I'm a diehard. And I'm like, But what does that mean? (laughs) Are
0: you talking about Tina, man? No. No, you're not talking about Tina. (laughs) I'll of course say I it. am. I'll say it. That was my girl, man. This girl used to say, man, we're going to win the Super Bowl. We And that used to be so funny. And then she texted me when we finally made it to the playoffs with Tyrod. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I'm like, yep, you've been telling me for 10 years.
1: And we finally did it. Yeah, you're right. She's like, EJ Manuel is going to be an all pro. And then she's like, OK, he's injured. But you're going to see Jeff Toole is going to turn out to be like a diamond in the rough. Like, oh, stop!
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a dying loyalty, man. That was my girl, man. But that's see, that's why I love being part of the backers, man. You got so many different type of people, and it, oh, that was hilarious! Oh my god, <laughs> she'd want to fight you, bro. Like, yeah, if you don't believe the Bills gonna beat the Green Bay today, I'm gonna beat you.
1: <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I would never, never fight her. <laughs> She's oh, not a large woman, but I don't think there's any quit there. Oh, yeah. oh she she mess you up, man.
0: Hey, she a competitor. She played D one basketball, I think, man. I might be telling really? too much stuff. Yeah, she. I know she played college. She played Damn. college basketball.
1: She an athlete still looked the part. Shoot! Oh she has no fat on her body. Even yeah, still. she
0: still looked the part, man. Yeah, man. She was she was intense, man. I'm afraid oh, yeah. of her. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. Buddy, give me a song. Hey, man, thoughts and prayers out the recovery of Trey White, man. So I make it was a big win last week because it was on national TV. So, hey, hey, shout out to Sal Capaccio. <laughs> More
1: to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder.